Welcome to the Hawaii Trading Podcast with your hosts Reed Hicks and Glenn Nabua. The topic for tonight is not forcing your trades because we want you guys to survive. We are going for success here and we don't want people to trade reckless. Trade like a surfer, Reed. You should just tell me about this. This uh Yes, yeah, so I'll read the quote and kind of expand yes. on it. So Trade like a surfer. A surfer can't force a wave forming. Likewise, a trader can't force a trade. A good surfer waits until they recognize ocean patterns. When the right wave is coming, they place themselves in the best position to catch it and fully commit. So basically, we can't control the ocean. And think of, in a symbolic sense, the ocean is like the market. And we can't really force any trades we can't force it to happen we can't make the market do anything we just basically ride along on these waves and you either have a good wave or a good trade or you have a you fall off have a bad trade or a loss in trading so surfing and trading has a lot of uh, symbolism together and they they go well together and trading and specifically with surfing you know you're out there sometimes for 30 to 45 minutes waiting for just one wave but one wave could make you just like make your day just like trading. One trade could make an entire month, maybe even an entire year. So it's just really applying patience. And that's what we're trying to get at is don't forcing a trade. So Glenn, back that. over to you, my man. I love that, man. I love that. So what is forcing a trade? Even though it seems so simple, We've came up um, with a description for you guys. A lot of forced trades occur after losses. Well, this is speaking from my personal experience. Uh, maybe Reed has experienced it differently. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, no, definitely. A lot For me, uh, a lot of forced trades occur after losses. Maybe it's something to do with denial that the market doesn't agree with your current analysis or greed, wanting to make money or ego, wanting to be right, hopeful, hopeful, more than confidence the pain is magnified after losing a forced trade it's just that final dagger you're already bleeding out right and then you're throwing your your capital at the market in hopes crossing the fingers that it's gonna work out but the market will come up you just put that final dagger and give it a little twist <laughs> adding salt to the wound salt to the wound man so that is forcing a trade that would be a um uh, my experience with it i mean there's there's many other ways people force a trade even and i feel like there's different levels of forcing a trade you know in what way man like in, in, so in, the, in the description i've described that's like a last minute desperate forcing of the trade you can have a super discreet, like, you know what? Let me just try this. Let me, right? Let me yeah, just try yeah. this. Let me testing um, the market. Test, right? test the waters, right? Oh, I wonder if it works. I wonder if it works. That's a little bit a sign of forcing the trade, right? You're, you're kind of, yes, we have to forward test and, and really put our thesis or th theories to the test, but do it in a way where we can't, um, our perspective, right? If we we are correct when we're testing a new method, we can't be like, yeah, like I'm the man. Like the eagle cannot grow. It has to be like, you know what? Look, that was maybe I got lucky. 
it could have been you have to recognize that maybe it was more luck than actual really having the right method and entering at that trade so we're focusing on habits habits cutting the bad habits say the force trade actually worked out better than you hoped it lays the foundations and builds on bad habits kind of what i was just describing forcing your trade after oh forcing your trades after your analysis breaking initial trading plan rules so that's gonna be something for you guys out there to decipher for yourself we're gonna have we recommend you to set rules and follow them and we also say know when to break them now it has to what has to be is the consistency if you're consistently breaking rules you have no rules Oof. you yeah. have to be consistent with your rules enough so that you know you can have data and you should have an expectancy of your trading system all right so as, as we type at the bottom it's saying it's okay to break rules that's not discipline that's not following your original plan However, it is, it's okay to be discretionary with your rules, but that comes with experience in the markets and knowing yourself, your plan, and the instrument you are trading. That is true. I think it comes through time, time spent, and, and going forward, man, going forward. So let's on to the next. You want to go through this, Reed? Yeah, sure. So the underlying issue is when you're cycling through trades, and I've experienced that a lot, where in the beginning stages of my trading is I'll have 10 pairs on my watch, and I'll find myself just constantly scrolling, scrolling through the pairs. Okay, and by the time I'm on the fourth or fifth time of checking the A, which is odd dollar or odd USD, I realized like, wait, now I'm looking for something, even though something, the opportunity is not there. So I'll just uh, read this. You're trying harder to make your plan fit the current market price action, although the market is not providing an opportunity. So you're cycling through. You are convincing yourself that there is an opportunity and usually um, going against your judgment, going against your plan. Um, you are also looking for biases through the internet or through the community through Glenn, like through me, like you're asking, you're thinking like, hey, this this pair looks good through social media. You know, you like follow a bunch of traders and all of a sudden three of them have a similar eyeing of the position that you want to get in. You're like, yep, you know, I'm right. I should enter this trade, even though it's not specifically to my plan. That's where cycling through and forcing a trade starts to play. You become you become blinded and by the itch because you're really wanting to get in the market even if you're not in the market you just want to be in you just want to trade to run uh and this is all summed up to forcing your trade just feeling that itch wanting to be in the trade loving to get that endorphin rush of oh yes okay now i'm in the trade so that's uh we want to be careful of that and uh as glenn i like glenn he he was he's honest like both of us starting this week we were together and we were talking about how all oh, these pairs are really lining up but we weren't in any positions at the time and we kind of kept each other in check and like a hey, don't force the trade and we communicated what we felt what we saw and that's 
part of it. And uh, we'll we'll continue on. But just keep that in mind is becoming aware and thinking of what's happening, what you're doing in the market. Yeah. And to add to that, the market does not hand out participation awards. (laughs) (laughs) Can you go off of that? Like, what does that mean? (laughs) So we kind of was saying, like, you're going on social media, you're looking at (laughs) blogs and and the latest news headlines. You're what you sometimes you, you might be underlyingly like building up support or justifying your rash decision on getting it forcing into the market yeah. right yeah. and what happens is when they're so focused on getting in where do you even get out right when yeah. do you close your trade went for a profit or a loss and so the market doesn't care if you're following xyz all these people it doesn't care it doesn't give you that uh, a benefit it's not going to tap pat you on the back for jumping in at the right time or wrong time it doesn't care so that's that's kind of what i may, mean um no that's a solid point dude very solid point funny but solid <laughs> so you know one of the our favorite books uh wizards market wizards good trading should be effortless so i'm just going to read the quote in trading just as archery whenever there was a for effort for straining struggle or trying it's wrong you're out of sync you're out of the harmony with the market the perfect trade is one that requires no effort and that is something that that stands out to me and it's really good and it's true it's true when you enter into a trade and you find yourself holding on to your your computer chair and just like or tapping the desk hastling uh or just uh stressed or anxious shouldn't be in the trade just just cut it already right you're either over leveraging or it's not right you're out of sync and and that could be of you know that's a sign of forcing the trade and so forcing a trade that could it could lead to over trading trading too one too many times over risking putting too much risking too much instead of your normal one to two percent risk you're risking five percent six percent this equal this equals greater losses which leads to anger frustrations <laughs> it takes you down the little spiral man Basically, when you allow this, you're no longer trading with a probabilistic edge. Big word for me. (laughs) (laughs) What's even worse is when you do all this, it actually makes makes more profit than you ever thought is possible. I could go a little off of that. It's like when it actually does work out, like you're you're breaking the rules and you are forcing the trade in. Luckily, literally luck, you it worked out in your Mm. favor and now that is even more dangerous than losing that position because now it's it's the bad habit yes yes and this is just branching off from our trading uh trading sins trading yin and yang that we covered a few weeks ago and it could lead to ultimately lead to market self-destruction so market your your account goal kaput done deal um lose your trades so essentially forcing a trade is allowing emotion and ego to trade and not your higher self, not 
you, you aren't making yourself any better. You want to go over this, Reed? Yeah, I mean, we kind of uh, talked about it earlier, but, you know, some signs is you're on your third or fourth cycle of the same exact pair that you just looked at five minutes ago or less. Uh, that, that could be a red flag that, hey, maybe I should take a step away from the markets now. Or if you're already in a trade and you're constantly checking it every bar, every 15 minutes, every hour, every five minutes, and you're hoping that, oh, please, please go in my favor, please go in my favor, or, or, you know, just hoping that it will work out or hit my profit, please hit my profit. You know, you're begging the market. The market doesn't know that you, what you, who you are. It doesn't know what you're doing. It doesn't care. So, or like, yeah, I got to get into this move is another one where um, you begin to think like if Glenn's in a trade and I'm not, and I begin to think, oh man, I got to get that move. He saw it nice and I didn't get it. So now I'm, I got to look for my entry. I got to make my plan fit the market. And that's where you, you become aware. You got to, you have to come aware and you say, wait, I just said, I need to get in this trade or I have to, or even saying, I want to get in this trade when the trades already past your original entry point um, or entry signs, you need to kind of just take a step back and say, okay, wait, I don't want to force the trade. This is sounds like I'm trying to force the trade. So this all is, you know, another example is like, let's say you're at work and you have only 15 minute break to check the charts. You're in a work state and then you come to the chart state. You're, you're kind of scatterbrained. Let's say it was a stressful day. You become stressed psychologically and then begin to think about your work and you're not actually putting your, attention say a customer really pissed you off that day or something or something happened and you're preoccupied with what just happened in the past and i mean it happens it gets the best of us you know and that's life but we can't bring that type of mindset into the trading or into market because that's also when we may force the trade and unfortunately sometimes it happens and we only find out after the fact so we need to again become aware of okay, I'm a little stressed. I just had an encounter with someone that didn't go well. So maybe I shouldn't be looking at the charts right now. Just take a step back. I let the charts do its thing and come back in extra 30 minutes or an extra hour, and then I'll take a look. So very good yeah, to add to add to that. Yeah, the whole focus and scattered mentally preoccupied. Like zoom out and think about what other market participants you're kind of going against you're competing with you're competing with goldman sachs jp morgan the big hedge funds ai the mate who knows the matrix i don't know dude like you're competing with these big guys who have teams tons of money scientists quants q u a n t quants aka scientists smart guys einsteins right so Try to reel it back and, and, and you know, um, reassess yourself. Be like, look, okay, maybe it's not the best time to look at the charts, right? If I need to, if I have, if I have an edge against these guys, it's going to take some of my, maybe most of my focus as much as I can give it, okay? I cannot go hire a team of quants. I cannot spend tons of money and thousands of computers, Okay, computer power. So, 
maybe flip the perspective there, reset, and um, stay disciplined. Boom. So as we reach the practical takeaways of how to avoid forcing a trade, going back to your plan, you want to review it. You want to follow it. Of course, refine it. Just because you have a plan doesn't mean it's always concrete. Just like you need to be consistent with it, right? So you have to double check that the market is displaying your criteria for entry, not adjusting your criteria to current market conditions. That is a good one. Trust your plan and know that when the opportunity presents itself, it will be effortless and it's very obvious to you. This is where you know your plan is important. I can really, uh, you know, let me uh, expand on this because when emotionally or in psychologically, when you're clicking that pop but those buttons and creating that order ticket and you're seeing the market action go and you know that you're like, okay, I got my entry. I'm going to click it, sit, hit submit. You shouldn't feel really anything. It should be just like a normal thing as if you're just going and washing your hands or, you know, just a normal routine. It shouldn't feel like you should almost feel detached from your trading in a way. Um, and that's knowing that that shows that you're trusting in your plan. It's like, okay, I know my stop loss. I know my probability. Here's the conditions. Okay, good. Let's see how the market goes, right? That's it. You're you're kind of letting you're putting your plan or your your uh, system and letting it do some. You're kind of putting it on autopilot. You know, you're letting it do its thing. You have to let it do its thing. You have to give it some room, and you just gotta accept what happens after that. So take a step back from the market. So when you're in the starting to feel yourself going in a downward spiral, right? Mentally, take a take a step back, take a break, get fresh, clear your mind. Remember your routines of what you do to get back in the zone. That's what we talked about last week. Flow state trading. Um, do what you guys gotta do. So accountability partner, <laughs> perfect one, perfect one. Yeah. I mean, same as much as we, me and Reed, we're just sharpening each other right now. That's about it. And it's same for everyone in the in the community, in our HTA community. Everyone has their own views and, and can help. Just because Reed and I are leading the group doesn't mean we aren't learning from you folks. And that's for sure. Keep risk management risk management in mind. Know when to play offense or defense. Lift off the gas when you have to protect your capital. Over time, you will know what when to press your bets. So just to clarify that, when you're trading, say you have a normal trading size or a lot size while your capital is okay and good and you're, you're, you're making a little bit of profit this month, then go ahead when you in order to scale you cannot just stay trading the same lot size you're going to be just stagnant you have to scale up but vice versa when you're in a downturn or a um in a, a downtrend right 
if you're account capital. When you're, you're losing capital, then you have to lighten up your trading lot size or contract size. Maybe you go to the bare minimum, start trading micro lots just so you can withstand this rough seat uh, trading patch. Because, um, yeah, maybe the market isn't simply providing any um, the right conditions, right? So you just got to weather the storm, make sure you survive it. And then after that, you start building up your confidence and you press on the gas then. And lastly, become aware of your thoughts and actions when the mark when the market is in in between revealing an entry signal for your plan. So is that patience? Patience, patience. patience. Summed just up word patience. Patience and discipline. Yeah. I think um just to round it all out is becoming aware is probably like we know what to do, but sometimes we we aren't necessarily aware of what's happening in the live market. Like we don't know what we're doing. So like, that's why sometimes actually talking out loud of what you're seeing or not seeing can benefit you and saying like, Oh, I like this position. I think I'm going to trade. Oh, wait, I said, I think I'm going to place an entry. Hold on. Hold on. I think that's forcing a trade. That's like, yeah. Reeling it back is, you know, sometimes that's the hardest thing to do as a, as a trader, you know? So that's a just staying patient <laughs> patient patient but is there there's a thing too with being too patient you you're just not going to act sometimes because i've been in that situation where i'm too um patient or i i tend to try to look for the most perfect setup right and then um it works against me because i become hesitant i think twice before before pulling the trigger uh, I get um, like like I'm unsure. I lack the confidence because I haven't done it in a while. You know what I mean? Have you ever yeah. experienced that? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing that really helped uh, guide me is uh, coming off of that. Like I'm looking for a perfect entry. Is I was taught um, by someone that the market is imperfect, so it's not always gonna like. Let's say you're looking for a triple top top rejection from three specific candles it's not always going to present that entry and you kind of this is where experience comes in back testing journaling forward testing it all plays a part but it's it's healthy to keep in mind that the market is not going to be perfect you're put that opportunity is not always going to be perfect and that's like what you're saying is like you got to know when to to press when to enter can't just be paralyzed by maybe or maybe not. That's, so, it, that's actually another good topic. Like when, when is it okay? Like after you hit like 15 losses or something, 10 losses and uh, or an abnormal amount of losses. And you, yeah. you're thinking like, okay, when can I place a trade? I don't, I'm already hurt. Like that, I mean, the real answer is to just place the trade over and over and over again. Cause you're following that edge, following that plan. But I mean, it's not, it's so easy to say, just as like we said, becoming aware of your emotions and what you're thinking is, it's not the easiest thing. It's so easy to, he said, she said kind of thing. It's so easy to say it and talk about it, but it's not the easiest putting into action. For sure. For sure, man. Yeah.
That was good. I mean, I think too, that was just one uh, summarizing it, being aware, staying disciplined, and just keeping Patience. track of your emotions, man.